Hello, and welcome to another episode. Today, I would like to speak about uh, experiences of study abroad, especially an American undergraduate student experience in studying and living in France for about a semester, for about six months. Uh, today, my guest is Joe Vidic. Joe Vidic is an undergraduate student here at Pitt. She has uh, studied French, and I know her not from actually teaching to her, but from private tutoring lessons that we did before Joe decided to go to France and mm -hmm. study. Uh, so, Joe, very, very welcome to this Thank episode. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you I'm for excited. accepting. <laughs> it's very early. It's raining. And yeah, I'm really excited to, to have you me today. Uh, Joe, would you like to give uh, an introduction of who you are, what yeah. you're doing here? Yeah, definitely. So I am currently a senior in my last semester. Um, I'm studying marketing with a minor in French. Um, yeah, throughout my time, I've done a lot of different research projects um, focused on, you know, through like anthropology perspectives or political science perspectives. So after I graduate, I'm planning on doing uh, graduate school, hopefully PhD uh, in my life. Eventually, it's a long process. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I really like learning languages and French is my fave so <laughs> oh, I always like to hear that <laughs> and yeah you you will do a PhD I feel like yeah you I really hope. yeah you, you've been so. wanting that for a while <laughs> so let's uh, and and it's always like um you know I don't know a lot of people who have like continued their studies and then mm -hmm. did like undergrad and then uh, master's and then PhD you get some experience in between mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you come right, back exactly so. yeah so there's time there's lots of time <laughs> Uh, so, Joe, uh, why did you decide to study abroad and why in France in particular? Mm -hmm. Obviously, like you just said, you love French, the French language yeah. and France. But yeah, can you uh, maybe um, explore that topic a little bit more? Yeah, I feel like whenever it's kind of funny, whenever I think of like my early thoughts of France, I like had this like random probably from Target or something, Walmart, I don't know, but, like, some random, like, Paris um, artwork that I, like, would collect and, like, put in my room because I just really liked France and, like, I thought it was so pretty and, like, the Eiffel Tower. And I, that was me whenever I was, like, you know, in elementary school. Like, so I always had big dreams of going. But um, I think whenever... I think whenever I start, I started to learn the language in like middle school, but you know how like in um, middle school and high school, I feel like in American education, sometimes it depends, but I feel like a lot of times, at least for myself, like the language learning experience is not like super immersive. So I didn't really start like, you know, fully learning and becoming like devoted to it until I was like in college, I think. But um, yeah, I guess I've, I've also always had an interest in living abroad and like I knew that study abroad would be like the first step to doing that so I you know tried to work really hard to be able to do it and um yeah I don't know it was it was so worth it I'm so glad like it was everything and more that I thought that it would be so it was really awesome <laughs> so glad to hear that and we will hear more about your experience in a minute yeah. um I'm just wondering this is not a scripted question but I yeah. thought about it um, so, you know, we're trying, like, there's a lot of push in trying to expand, 
um, the French language to not just France, mm -hmm. but other Francophone countries, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, uh, were you always, I mean, you're talking about like the Paris aesthetic and, mm -hmm. and the right, Eiffel right, right, Tower, right. which is obviously very, very known. Uh, right. Were you ever, you know, wondering or questioning maybe not France, but I don't know, Switzerland or uh, French Canada or some other countries, or was it always kind of centered around yeah. France? I think like the f the funny thing was it was, it was always centered, uh, centered around France until I started to take classes in university. And then I was like, oh gosh, like there's so many different deviations of French, like what, You know, like, how did I, how was I so blind to this before? But, um, I mean, I think I knew a bit about, like, a couple of other countries, but not, like, it, it, I didn't really, like, care about it as much, I guess, as um, as much as I did in France. But I feel like, yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's very heavily marketed and, like, advertised. So I feel like it's, there's so much more information about, like, Paris, just Paris, really, than, like, you know, uh, any other like French speaking country, which is sad. And, but, um, but yeah, after that, I, I, I've was like flabbergasted by how many countries speak French and that it's just so, it's so interesting. It's so, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane how much, how yeah. many, yeah. Yeah, we, we try to do that in class. Um, mm. I mean, I think in all of the classes that I've taught, any level, we always try to show the students that there is a francophone world and mm. there are other countries. I mean, I, I understand, you know, because learning English, I had a similar experience with the U.S. Mm. or England. Mm. Uh, England is very close geographically to France and culturally and historically, so obviously we We all know about England in France, mm. um, but the U.S. is so big that mm. obviously lots of people who do English in France or even in the rest of the world, I'm pretty sure, um, want to go to the U.S. or Canada. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're on a university campus and it's like, you know, half of the students are international, like maybe right. not half, but close to a that. A lot of them, yeah. A lot of them. So, yeah, we, we, we get that, that same experience also yeah. for, for English. Mm. So, interestingly, uh, Joe, you did not, uh, I mean, I'm sure you visited Paris, but you stayed uh, your semester, you stayed in Rouen in Normandy. And mm -hmm. I don't know how to say Rouen in English, so I'm sorry. It would be so strange. Yeah, well, my parents <laughs> say it, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's... It, yeah. it would be very hard to say <laughs> yeah. with an English accent. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is spelled R-O-U-E-N. Rouen. Sorry. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And it's in Normandy. Normandy mm. is pretty known. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so that's that's one thing that everyone will know. Usually a lot of people will know about Normandy. Um, so, yeah. Let's uh, begin to speak about your experience in Normandy, in yeah. Rouen, and in visiting some places in France. Uh, my first question is, did you experience what we call a culture shock? I would say, I feel like the, I feel like it's interesting because I think it was a mixture of culture shock and then also like me just being... I guess this is, would be culture shock, but like me being in an entirely new place and just kind of being confused at how things are going like that. I feel like that was that was probably the biggest element of it. Like I, I my first day there was like such a tumultuous event. Like I like uh, got on the wrong train. I ended up in Lille. Then I got on a subway and was 
our metro and was close to Belgium and all because I was trusting this person that had no idea where she was going and same with me so I was like yeah let's go and uh it was a whole thing and then it was also during COVID so it was all that was also a a a moment and then I spent like my first two like I you know I had to like you know budget it out how much I was spending there but I um I spent like an absurd amount of money on an Uber to get me from uh, somewhere close to Lille to Rouen. So it was just like, I don't even, that was terrible. But um, the Uber driver was so kind. She was like, this girl's been through a lot. But so that, that moment immediately humbled me. I was like, all right, like we're now we're on ground level. We are here. And then after that point, I feel like it was just, uh, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like that was kind of perfect because then you're you're walking in like entirely like I don't know like naked in a sense where you're just like all right I'm ready like I'll just like you know lay low and just like learn and I mean that's what I feel like is a good approach personally but um but yeah and then I feel like a lot of a lot of the I don't I don't know I feel like I I did so much a lot of research and I talked to you a lot and I um so I was, like, trying to prepare myself, but, of course, like, once you get there, you're just, like, you know, you, you're you still, you know, shocked by some things or just need to adjust, and, like, obviously it's a completely new country that you're you're living in, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think one thing that was funny was that, like, uh, this was also within the first week that I was there, because I was there, like, the a first, um, I was there, like, a week before everybody else, kind of, and, um, and where I lived was, like, really silent, so I felt like I was, like, entirely alone. It was, it was so odd. But anyways, I was, um, uh, I was walking to this, like, market, and I was in PJ pants because, yeah, right, because, like, you know, in America, everybody wears PJ pants to, like, every event ever. Like, it doesn't matter. But so I'm walking in my PJ pants. They're, like, very obviously PJ pants. Like, they're striped. They're, you know, they're doing a lot. And, like, a sweatshirt. And I was just going to get, like, milk. I don't know, eggs, something. And there are these, like, cute little old women, like, walking on the street, and they, like, stop where they're walking and just, like, they're across the street from me, but they stop and stare, like, the entire length of the street until I turn the corner. And I'm just looking at them, too, because I'm like, am I, like, (laughs) what's going on? Like, I am, like, looking all over myself, like, did I, what did I do? But, um, yeah, and then I realized it, because as soon as I walked into the grocery store, the woman who... um, who runs the grocery store, she, like, immediately looked at my pants and was just like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, and this is, this is good. But that was, that was whenever I realized, too, then, like, going to school, like, everyone's just dressed so nice, and it's, like, it's kind of refreshing, honestly, and it made me do it. Like, now I feel like I do it much more because I feel like it's, like, a kind of a part of the culture, I feel like, where everyone is just generally dressed dress well whenever you go out but yeah those are really uh amazing and really funny uh recounts of your experience like yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean we it's not very common for for people to go out in, in their pjs in <laughs> france uh like you just noticed uh but um yeah in the u.s it's quite common to mm-hmm. i mean half of my maybe not half uh, but many of my students you know every class that yeah. i have i'll see some Usually girls, uh, yeah, wearing PJ pants or dressed in a very casual way. And again, I don't want to, you know, this is something that I also noticed in Mm -hmm. the U.S. Because coming from France, um, I, you know, the way that I dress, so 
I love how you say that we dress well, but for us, it's just like it's the bare minimum sometimes. (laughs) Some people, you can put more or less effort, right? Mm -hmm. But my bare minimum, when I came to Pittsburgh, people would stop me in the street and tell me that I'm really nicely dressed. And and people would compliment, like the sweater that, I I got so many compliments on that sweater. It's Mm -hmm. just, I'm, I'm wearing a gray sweater and it's it has a turtleneck mm-hmm. and it's pretty plain. I get comments and compliments about it. So I quickly noticed that you know, we have a cultural difference yeah. about <laughs> what is con- what constitutes yeah. dressing well and casually and all of that. And uh yeah, the thing that I wanted to stress is I never approached it as like one is better than the other because I don't think that's the point mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. comparing cultures and living abroad, right? Mm-hmm. So I always see it as it's just a cultural difference. Mm-hmm. We just have a difference in the way that we dress for school and for work mm-hmm. and for the public places in general. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. It's, uh, really, yeah. it, it, it's pretty funny, too. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not surprising. <laughs> it's no, not it's so interesting. And, and, like, after that, I was mostly just learning, like, how to dress better from, which is, like, you just have to look in, like, the classroom. Like, people would walk in in, like, the nicest outfits, and I'd be like, wow, I really need to take some notes. Because, like, if you go to the universities in in America, just like you said, everyone's wearing PJs and can fall asleep at any moment. So, yeah. So that kind of links to my next question. So how have your experience in studying abroad in Normandy in France uh, changed some of your views on your own country? And I'm asking this because... You discover so much. I feel like you discover more, maybe not more, but a lot of your like um, own country, your home country when you're abroad. Because mm-hmm. people will say things, you know, that sounds like stereotypes. And we'll get to stereotypes in a minute. But mm-hmm. I, I get people say, oh, French people do this. And the first time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I'm very reactive. Mm-hmm, and I'm right, like, right. no, that's not true. And then I'm like, actually... It is true, or there is some truth to it. Mm-hmm. Or I understand why people say that. And I would not notice those things if I were in France because we just don't notice, just like people in the U.S. will right. not notice like exactly. what makes them exactly. um, American or what makes American culture. So, yeah, like how, ha- how has the trip uh, changed uh, your view on your countries or maybe not changed but just made you realize some things, uh, you know, that that tied to American culture and being American and living in the U.S. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess initially the first one was probably the way that people dress, but then also I think often you know, like you said, like it, you know, the tables were turned. You know, once you go into a country that's not your own, you're um, immediately you know people like ask you questions and are like you know maybe throw stereotypes at you or whatever the situation. But I feel like I. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, the stereotypes that people would bring up to me or, like, uh, like compare me to would be, like, you know, Americans are loud, Americans, like, are, like, kind of... Some people call them, like, uh, um, like, just because we eat, like, a lot of, like, like unhealthy things. So there's that. And then... Um, or at least, like, you know, the fast food industry. But anyways, um, and then that they're very, like, open and, like, smile a lot and are, like, super, like, friendly and, like, uh, kind of, like, maybe kind of in a naive way, I guess. Like, at least that's kind of the impression that I got. But, um, yeah, I feel like that, those were the, like, kind of initial things that were... um, 
that were put in front of me, but I feel like, um, and I feel like a lot of the time, I mean, you know, I think they had some truth. Like, yeah, of course, I feel like they're they're not stemming from nothing, but I feel like also it kind of made me realize that um, just, like, the way that we interact with other people, the way we interact with strangers is, like, very different, and that was something that I definitely um, took back, and I feel like initially it was kind of funny because at, like, at one point, uh, it was, like, towards the end of the semester, my sister actually came to visit me, and she stayed with me for uh, a week or something. And we were in Paris, and she was just, like, like, I, she's not necessarily friendly. Like, I wouldn't call her, like, a stereotypically, like, you know, giving off the American friendliness. But, like, compared to maybe, like, uh, you know, general, like, interactions in France or, you know, with French people, like, I feel like she would still seem like, you know, an American, I guess, if we're putting it like that. But, um... Uh, but she was very surprised. She would always like she would like look at me and be like like why does everyone like why is everyone like so quiet and like you know kind of like like keeping to themselves and looking like maybe like scowling or something. And I was like no they're not they're just like kind of you know. And by that point I was so used to it and in fact I like preferred that and because um, it gets kind of exhausting whenever like you're always like needing to be like oh hi how are you like my voice goes up seven pitches and I like need to be super interactive but like you know I'm never feeling like that like even when I'm with like my best friends I never feel like but I feel like that is like kind of uh how you are polite in America a lot of the time um depending on who it is of course but I feel like a lot of the time at least in as like a student I feel like that's that's like a requirement to react in those ways, no matter who it is. But um, so that was something that I definitely like kind of like the the um, what is the word like the uh, superficial superficiality of of interactions. I feel like that was something I definitely realized was something I didn't prefer. But, you know, there are also elements of American culture that I missed, you know, because it's home. Such but as. <laughs> let me think. I don't even know. I feel like I just. I think a lot of it was a convenience of things, like just being knowing how systems work, you know, knowing how the bank works, knowing how to deal with like, uh, you know, different like administrative things that you just don't think about, obviously, until you're, the, you know, you, you have to. Um, definitely like phone and Wi-Fi things were super like just had to deal with it which was kind of nice because then you like you don't have wi-fi or any phone connection for a week and then you're like oh i've got to interact with life i mean i did it anyways obviously but um but still yeah yeah Joe, I, I really love uh, that answer because I 100% agree mm-hmm. and relate to to what you've just said. It's mm-hmm. it's really, I mean, I guess it's not that insane. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree with the whole um, public, the way people uh, interact mm-hmm. in public places. So I, yeah, I, I kind of knew that about American culture before even I came to Pittsburgh. But I, I agree that it's, you know, it's very pleasant in a way because it, it, it does feel like, you know, Pittsburgh, I always say is, I wouldn't say it's a big city. It's a mid-sized mm-hmm. city. Right. It has a lot of entertainment and things that feel like a big city. Mm-hmm. But the people act like it's a little village that everyone knows each mm-hmm. other, right? People are very, very nice to each other. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say that 
um, coming from France and having lived in Paris for several years, uh, I did not grow up in Paris. So I grew up in the countryside. So I had a different experience. Mm. But living in Paris for so many years, when I came here, I'm like, oh, you have to change your the way you're <laughs> you're yeah. behaving in public because right. you just seem so rude, right? Mm. And uh, I agree that sometimes it is exhausting trying to be like, hi, and yeah, the, the high pitch yeah, of the yeah, voice yeah. and and the f- fakeness a little bit. Mm. I, I don't mean to be disparaging, but I think it's just the way that people conceive of what politeness sounds like. And then right. it just became this thing. Um, but yeah, you know, when it's like Sunday morning and I'm, you know, dressed in workout wear, mm. I don't go out in PJs, but I, wor- I go out <laughs> in workout, in ugly <laughs> workout wear. <laughs> And I mean, uh, you know, giant eagle doing my grocery shopping mm. because I'm I didn't want to get out of the house, but I just had to get that one thing. Right. And and you're like, you know, pushing your cart, and there's someone who's pushing in the the opposite direction, and you're like trying to you're you get it, and then it turns into a, a small talk conversation. Oh. And I'm like, I didn't need that. Oh. And if I were in <laughs> Paris, we would literally like run into each other, like like. You know, people like bump into their their shoulders and they don't look back and they don't care. And it's very rude. (laughs) I I know it's very rude, but sometimes I'm just over it. I don't need to engage with everything. So I I definitely see both sides. And no, I I have to say, I I don't know. I feel like I'm culturally fluent in both sides. Like when I go back to Mm -hmm. France, I adapt back and I, you know, I'm not like smiling to everyone. Yeah, you can just kind of sink into it. You you would look like a crazy person if you did that in France. Uh, So it's pretty funny. Um, So yeah, I I agree with that. And um, uh, yeah, I think those are are quite... Maybe, uh, yeah, I think I hear I hear those types of comments quite often mm-hmm. when I try when we you know from Americans, from French people, uh, when I ask, you know, how would you, you know, characterize yeah. French culture, American culture? Yeah, being loud also is something that I I in Paris, there's a lot of there's a lot of tourists of mm-hmm. any right, any of nation. Right. Um, but yeah, there is this stereotype that Americans are loud. And I must say, I have seen this. Many times, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's pulling from something. For it's sure. pulling from something. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, you know, I I live close to a park, close to Freak Park. So, mm. um, especially in the summer, in the mornings, you're here really early, which mm-hmm. I don't mind because I wake up early. But mm. at like six a.m., I'm awake, but I'm not yelling right. because I'm aware that some well, people yeah, might naturally. be <laughs> taking it slow. <laughs> but I hear people in front of my street, obviously coming from the park. Who are yelling conversations? I'm like, it is six a.m. How did you get there already? Like, how are we? How are you that loud already? <laughs> I, I know. I I wouldn't ha- even have the energy, and I, I am a morning person, but uh, that's good. That's I'm nice. not yelling right, at six right. a.m. Especially would, in the street. Yeah, I would um, be like an old Scrooge running out and yeah. yelling at them. Like, so th- those <laughs> those things I can yeah. tell, I can see, but. I, I don't generalize, you know, and right. I don't disparage anyone. Pattern, you can pick up on the patterns. <laughs> yeah. And I think, too, it's it was funny. I was at they had they had these like Tuesday night bar moments in Rouen and uh, uh, we were like a lot of the international students would go and there would be like a lot of French people that would meet up. So it was nice. But so it was the first one or second one. I'm not sure. But it was I think it was the first one in. So we, I was just meeting a lot of people, like people from like Spain, Sweden, you know, like a lot of people from Europe. But then there was this girl who was, you know, you know, ironically sitting across from me and was like super like talkative. And I was like, whoa, this is we're like, why are we why are we talking so much? And then um, 
obviously she was American. Like I could initially tell from her, like the way she was speaking. But, um, but uh, I, I guess I tried very hard to like be low key about being American because I, I also heard a lot that you know like there's there's there can be people that like don't you know. You know, you don't. I feel like it doesn't matter where you are. You, it's good to like not come out with like you know. I'm not gonna come over to France with like six American flags and like run around like change your life for me because I'm here. But you know, so I feel like it, I I tried to be low key because of that. But I feel like I I realized it too because uh, the whole like loudness and stuff. Because I feel like she was not. She wasn't really like feeling that. She was like, we're just gonna. We're just going to live. And I was like, you know what? Like, I- I'm going to watch this. This is kind of interesting. I mean, also kind of embarrassing because we're both Americans. So I was just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to be in the background. But um, but no, it's definitely not something that the French love. Like, and, and I think it's, I-, I think anybody doesn't. Like, why, you know, it's something, I guess it's personal preference, you know. But, um, but, but no, I thought that that was really interesting because it was like the first week and I was like, how did I, how on earth did I run into a, an American in the first week, but like after that, weirdly enough, I feel like a lot of my experience was just being like a foreigner, but trying to like kind of like be a chameleon and like fit myself in if I just so I could like full because I really wanted to immerse myself, so I felt like that was the best way. And a lot of the other, my other friends were no, none of my other friends were American. Um, one of them actually, she's French, but she moved to America later. Um, so I guess she is American, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, so it felt kind of nice for that because I didn't feel like, I don't know, we were all kind of meeting at different points, which was interesting, mm. but yeah. That's nice. I'm yeah. really happy that you got to have this experience yeah. and kind of take you out of, uh, just American experience, right? Mm. And, uh, only uh, and having an American experience because it's it's interesting. You self reflect on mm, yourself and sure. on your culture a lot, um, and I, I really like what you said. I do try to do the same. Uh, I think it's about being yeah respectful. Mm. Like y- y- obviously you don't you want to blend in a little bit. Yeah. Um, because why why else would you come? <laughs> it right. It's not and it's not a bad thing to want <laughs> to blend in. You want to you're interested in where you are, so you want to get as much of it as you can. Yes. Um, let's move on to stereotypes because yeah. I, I love talking about stereotypes <laughs> because I think lots of them are true. So yeah, I'm not, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I find them fascinating. So um, I am wondering what stereotypes did you have about France before going? Mm. And then did they get proven right or wrong or something in the middle? I feel like, I feel like a lot of the stereotypes were around like, consumption I guess that I had like I knew a lot of other things like that I know I feel like the interactions with people and stuff like that what we were just talking about I think that was kind of a stereotype I had in my mind where it was like people you know some people say like French people are rude and stuff but it's like they're not they're not they're just kind of like I mean I mean they could be it depends on your perspective I guess it definitely depends on the perspective you're coming in with but like after I guess what I can say is after a couple of months if someone, you know, bumped into me in a grocery store, I would just be like, okay. Like, I wouldn't, like, be offended. But I think initially I was like, whoa, you know, what's going on? Like, in my head, obviously, I wouldn't be, like, starting a fight with a French person. But, um, but no, I think, uh, yeah. So I think initially something like that would definitely, like, that stereotype definitely, like, evened out in a way. But, um, 
But uh, things like, yeah, but on the, the basis of consumption, I feel like I thought, you know, like wine, you know, bread and coffee, cigarettes. I was wondering, I was more curious as to how those things would fall into the culture. And it was so interesting because like, you know, the during class, we have three hour classes and like right in the middle, we have like, a, there's a coffee and cigarette break and like everyone's going outside for some coffee and cigarettes. And I was like, uh, at first I was like, whoa, this is like crazy. And then and then afterwards, I was doing it, too. I was like, it's so nice. Like, we can just sit outside, even if it's cold. Like, you just go outside with, like, your little, little like, cup of coffee. And it's it's kind of wholesome in that way. So I like that. I like that part of it a lot. Um, and then also, like, probably, like, people are, I really enjoyed how people at, like, four or five were, you know, out at these, like, little table at the cafes, like, drinking. And, like, that was, like, a very normal thing. And it was always, you know, like... I I liked the way that it was because I think um, like a lot of times I think it, uh, uh, like in the continuum of comparing like American and um, French culture I feel like a lot of times people think that like American culture or like an element of it is like overconsumption and like that you know like saturation of anything and I feel like um, uh, in France, it's, like, that moderation aspect, which I really... Like, it can be. I'm sure, like, that's a big generalization. I'm sure there's many people who, you know, don't. And But I feel like that was kind of an element that I liked, where it was, like, you just fit in all of these things into your everyday because you like it and because it's nice, but it's, like, you're not, like, you know, like, drinking, like, uh, you know, at every meal or, like, what I, I don't know, or maybe you are, but, like... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, it's not, not in much. the same uh, capacity. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that was that was interesting, too. Mm-hmm. I just liked seeing how it was fit into, yeah. like, the daily life, I guess. I And, you know, you're actually ex- you're exactly right, because there is something called uh, you can Google it. It's called the French paradox, if I remember. Mm-hmm. And it's about the fact that French people are kind of like healthy, you know, like healthy weight, mm. uh, healthy bodies, but they eat non-healthy foods, like, you know, right. a lot of cheese and a lot of dairy and a lot so of... So much wine. cheese. I'm so like, well, much how are we cheese. doing that? <laughs> you have no idea how much it, how much I miss it when I'm here. Oh. <laughs> especially and good cheese. Especially good cheese, and it's a whole budget like mm. that I have to reorganize. So mm. now what I do, because I return back home so often, I'm like, well, ju- just don't eat cheese when you're here. Yeah. Because you're going to eat... Yeah. At home. But yeah, so so you're quite uh, spot on um, to that moderation because it is strange. Um, it seems like it's in moderation, but I don't actually know. I mean, we do put a lot of cream and dairy and cheese in yeah. food, so I don't know how moderate that is. You know? Yeah, it's like it's it. Just the way that you perceive it is that it's in moderation because it just works. Like everyone just seems works like out. healthy and mm-hmm. like lives long lives and i'm like they're doing it right but you know maybe it's like what's in the food and things like that perhaps it's a you're country, right so yes. can, but who knows yeah but it's interesting uh but i agree i i really like what you said about i, I mean food is such a big big huge aspect of both cultures mm-hmm. right both in the u.s and and in france and um yeah, I think a lot, a lot of stereotypes are around food and just, you know, as a French person, like growing up, learning about American culture, both at home, online, at mm-hmm. school, 
like if if I had to name some symbol of American life, it would be like McDonald's, right? Yeah. Which is also <laughs> oh my gosh, we could do like a whole. Which the French thing. love McDonald's. We we do. Yeah. I, it's it's a love hate. I love it. I love McDonald's in France and in the US because it, it doesn't exactly taste the same. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. like it so many places. Mm. But there is a lot of hate against. Like I think it's hypocrisy because. People love to criticize McDonald's in France, mm. but it's also very popular. But then right? there's like a l huge line outside every time I pass. Line, I'm yeah. like, what? They're everywhere. What's going on? And they're yeah. so fancy and they look so nice compared. Yeah. To, same for the Starbucks. I know. Yeah, it's like a it's like a cafe or yeah. something, like a nice little cafe. I walked in like this sure. is not this is not the grummy little no. McDonald's that I go to. No. <laughs> and then when I came here, I every time I speak about McDonald's, people look at me. Like they roll my uh, their eyes and they act like I just spoke about some filthy place that is for second rate citizens. And I'm like, <laughs> it it sounds like it has a very different reputation. It does here and there. And I love I, yeah. I eat McDonald's, you know, sometimes and and yeah. I don't care. It's no it's great. Food. I think because yeah, I think it's like it, it's so crazy that the care in like an American establishment as, as McDonald's like it it's there's like barely any care to like it's uptake and like it's like perception like people are kind of just chill with what it's perceived as but like in in France and also when I went to it in like um in like different airports and stuff it was still really nice and I was like this is like so odd that <laughs> like I guess just to to me because I grew up eating McDonald's obviously and like so uh you know, my idea of McDonald's is, like, so much different than the way it is here, where, or where it is in, like, other places. But it's super interesting yeah. to, to see. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's move on to some of your memories. So I want to know, maybe we should start with the worst first, because mm. I like ending with mm. a positive note. So <laughs> what is your worst nice. memory? And then you can uh, follow up with your best memory. Oh, I think my worst is probably it happened within the first month i think like the the international students are kind of like shoved together and uh encouraged to be together and um and so um because a lot of the times they want to travel a lot you know they want to see a lot which makes sense but so in this particular instance it was the first month and i had met these people like just on the first night or two nights whenever we were at different bars and like uh, they seem really nice But so we decided to go on, like, an all-girls trip and, like, you know, go to Spain and, uh, yeah. And so it was it was nice. Like, I was so so excited. And actually, two of the friends, three of the friends that I went, no, four, I don't know, um, a couple of the friends that I, that I had um, there were still friends. But it was just an instance where, like, I was in another country with people that I realized I was like, oh, this wasn't a good idea. <laughs> like, I don't know about this. And, like, because sometimes you're so excited that your, like, radars don't go off and you're just like, yeah, like, take me somewhere else. This is fun. But, um, no, I definitely – and also it's, like, the way that – I think it's interesting because, I like, everybody was from a different place that we were, we were with. And so I didn't – you don't – know how to pick up on things that I feel like are maybe, you know, obvious signals, obvious red flags from other cultures they would be able to pick it up, but like of their own. But um, maybe that's just my excuse for being slow to pick this up. But I, I remember whenever I was there and we were like in this hostel and I was just like, this was not the best decision ever because it was it was just like a whole like a 
like many different events led to just not a fun trip and um and luckily I had like another friend two other friends with me at the moment that were that we I could level with but it was definitely like a thing like so much money was spent on something that was not <laughs> worth and it and it it's also unfortunate because it's Spain and I really you know Spain is such a beautiful country but um you know some other people wanted to go out to like clubs like nonstop like and then sleep during the day they're like I don't care about the actual city I'm like whoa 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 I can do this anyway like I can go out to club clubbing anywhere I'd rather like um personally I was like at least do like at least one day of like trying things going to things but so it was a difference of of uh uh plans I guess I don't know I'm not sure but no that was probably my worst was just like needing to figure out how to like stand up for yourself while also trying not to entirely offend someone that you're going to be around for another five months so it was kind of a tricky situation but I was definitely and also it's not like I had people that I could call like immediately like my it was kind of difficult to get in, in touch, even though it's only like si- it was like six hours apart, seven hours apart at, at times. Like it was still like not as easy, um, but um, but it was fine. It worked out in the end, and now it's just something that's kind of funny to think about. <laughs> that your best memory? Well, that's my best memory. My best memory. There were so many because truly, like that was the only moment that I was like uh, thumbs down. But like every th- other time, I was having just such a good time. But I think I think the first thing that comes to my mind is probably oh no, no. Okay, I'm going to like say two because they're so equivalent, but okay, so I feel like the first one was is probably whenever I was in Germany with my friend. Um we were there for like 5 days. I don't know. We were there for a pretty long time, but we went to like Munich and we went to some other place that I would botch if I said, so I'm not going to say it, but we went to this like mountain place. It was beautiful. Like it was actually the most amazing place and I never felt more at peace and just like walking around trying food, talking about everything and just like it was just such a really nice experience. And I think also whenever you travel with people that have the same idea of what traveling should be it's so much easier and it kind of like you know eliminates the other other things so it was it was really nice but the other one was probably whenever I went on a um, weekend trip to Budapest for myself and um, uh, that was real that was awesome I've never done like uh, that kind of thing before so that was really awesome and um, just like talking with people there and like like I was in like this art antique shop for a while like a, like almost an hour talking to this woman about like um Hungarian history and stuff and it was just so it was so interesting and just like people are really really kind and I think that was a moment where I was like even if you're like alone like I mean you know as humans are like I feel like it was just so nice because it was still like collective in in a way so yeah, that was also a, a trip where I felt like uh, a lot of things. It was really nice. But yeah. Those are really lovely yeah. to hear. I'm, I'm staring at you with like a creepy smile because I'm like, this <laughs> no, is, no. I love hearing this. I can relate. And, and yes, that's yeah. the whole point yeah, of yeah, yeah. traveling abroad. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. And yeah, you have to know who are the people that you're traveling with and what they want to do. That yeah. is so fundamental. I'm glad yeah. you learned it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now I'm like 
so much more perceptive about people. I'm like, all right, this yeah. is this is a no no. And sometimes <laughs> it's like family, like uh, yeah. my friends. Actually, I prefer uh, depends what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I definitely have some friends. I'm like, yeah, we will not travel again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. not together. Yeah, uh, I have some friends work. that are just my go to. It doesn't matter where yeah. we go. And you know, my my parents are pretty. They get like they 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 compromise, and yeah. we have similar. Um, things that we like doing when we're traveling, mm. definitely not sleeping, you know, during the day <laughs> and get right, going right, right. and visit things. But my sister is just not like that. So traveling with my sister is actually not the most fun me for me. Me too. Wait, that's actually saying when my sister visited, I was like, geez, like, why are you such a Debbie Downer? <laughs> like the whole time. Exactly. I'm wow. like, that's I, like this summer we went, we went on this, uh, like it's, I don't even know. Like, if you don't like this, just give up already. Like, it was a hike <laughs> on the seaside in Brittany, in Saint-Malo, right? Wow. So it was gorgeous. Like, yeah. the sea is so blue. The sky was blue. The mm. weather was perfect. And we're just hiking along the coastline. And she was just, like, whew, like she just went so fast. She, <laughs> w- she was walking as if she was late to work. She was, like, <laughs> ahead of us. That's funny. And I'm pretty sporty, so it's not like I was, you know... I was walking a normal pace, yeah. but I was also taking pictures, enjoying yeah, the view, yeah. talking because we don't see each other all year right. long. So I was talking to my mom and she was just like ahead of us, like not like looking done. at her feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's get this done. Looking at the floor. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't even like, I don't know. Like, it's just like two types of people yeah, yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No. And my my sister was like less about like, let's just get this done. She was more like, I'm not moving. Like, I will you can't tell me what to do. And I feel like we're so, like, you know, we're sisters, so we're just, like, going to yeah. fight. So we're, like, fighting in a hotel room, and I'm, like, girlfriend, like, get out. Yeah. Get out. Let's go. But That's just sisters, though. You fight, yeah. and then the next minute you're, like, yeah. each other's And then we're, like, okay, let's go get food or something. Yeah, it's fine. sisters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love my sister, by the way. Uh, yeah. I don't too. like her travel <laughs> philosophy, but I love her. <laughs> right, right, same. I don't support that, but everything else is fine. <laughs> um, okay, we're coming up to the end of this episode. Sadly, I could go on. Mm, I know. Um, so, yeah, did you, I mean, I, I, you just you just told us about something you definitely learned about travel, but were there some were there some other skills or things that you learned about yourself or like some general skills? Uh, and then we'll have the last question. Yeah, I I feel like I had I feel like I learned a lot about myself, uh, more about like who like there was so much self-reflection that happens whenever you're in a new place. And so I feel like a lot of my self-reflection kind of was you know, you're in like a new place, you're around different people who have different identities. And like, so you have your own. And so, you know, I think it was like, okay, things that I once perceived as such and such can't think of an example right now, like are no longer really, um, you know, I no longer feel this as strongly or it's changed entirely. And so I feel like a lot of my ideas of just how to go about life like how to like treat people like it just like very small things I feel like I became a lot stronger in my beliefs and like I feel like I kind of made like a a a slight evolution And, and and I think that's natural you know whenever you're like as any person like once you're in an environment in which it like tests you and you're questioning like everything that you you're questioning a lot of things that you know were your day today and are now a new day today and I think it is very natural for that but I I I love that so much like I 
absolutely love being challenged to like become like more like just like a better version of yourself of course I think that's like the whole journey of life but I also think like it was very much um something in like a cultural lens and it was also like something in like a you know a life goal lens it was it was a many different perspectives that I took into and like uh and kind of shifted and morphed into something else so I feel like those were it was it was a lot of change but it was like very slight and a lot of it was internal like it was not like I had like you know maybe I, I don't wear pjs anymore when I go out but like that was the only uh, you know Please like do. everything else. <laughs> I know I feel I honestly do so I, that was a lie but um <laughs> but I feel like I um but you know everything was like a those like slight internal little like switches that happen once you like get over like a hump and so it was it was quite it was quite interesting and um yeah so I feel like I I learned things that I don't even I can barely even register and like like produce properly which is like to you know verbalize but I feel like it's um it's something where you're just like a bit more I felt I feel like now I'm a bit more aware in like different ways and a bit more like um in tune with like other people in in some ways and um and also I don't feel the need to be kind of random but I don't feel the need to be like you know super out there and like very like you know hi like all the time like which is really nice because that's not who I am originally so that it kind of like reassured me that it's actually it's okay so yeah that's probably it (laughs) I love I love that conversation like I said I could go on uh I I think everyone can relate everyone who has studied abroad or Mm -hmm. lived in a different country can relate to that you definitely get to know who you are it's 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 not that you didn't know before mm. it just it's that awareness right mm-hmm. like you didn't really realize because you never you were not confronted with something that's like oh highlighted I yeah. know this now I didn't yeah. know this before but this is how I am this is how I view the world and this is how I situate myself mm-hmm. in you know culturally or in my identity and absolutely nothing like traveling abroad and and having that culture shock, which can yeah. be a positive thing, right? And and having that confrontation with other culture, and I mean confrontation, just like facing other country, right, exactly. cultures, uh, will make you so self-aware of who you are, where you stand, and yeah, how different you are to people, but also how similar you can be. Mm. So yeah, absolutely, 100% agree with what yeah. you said. Um, and by the way, I never... Uh, I don't know, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know what that means, but uh, I, I never actually, when we were doing, I mean, we, it, I think it's because we talked in French so much. Mm. We only talked in French when we we're doing the tutoring. Mm. So I never saw you as that, like, high-pitched voice, like, hi, how are you? <laughs> like, you never did that with me. But again, I, I don't see you as that type of person. You're always kind of reserved and I I think reserved is a really good term I don't know if it's negative Mm. but I always see it as very yeah I love (laughs) that word um as a very reserved and and low-key and not trying to be you know so explosive Mm. all the time Mm. I think you just do what you feel that you should Mm. do so I actually never thought of you as this I think I think you know how you always think of yourself in like a past like at least a lot of the time I think in like when you're growing up you always think like hold on to those like past 
use and I think a lot of the time in high school and stuff I was definitely like a you know performative type but oh, I think that's everyone. that's it that's a norm. yeah everyone. exactly everyone's oh still goodness. performing who cares oh yes, yeah. oh, yes. it was fun but it was yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely I feel right. like that's just your teens like yes. if you don't do that in your teens you're not going to be well balanced yeah adult. exactly <laughs> exactly or yeah and I feel like you're just like that's a very good point I feel like it, it's a necessary evil For in sure. order to get get For to sure. the next step yeah uh, my last question, I think we, mm. we I know the answer, uh, but I'll <laughs> ask it uh, anyway. So it's, would you do it all over again? Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Oh, definitely. Like I, I am doing everything that I can to leave the country. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I no really, offense. Right. No, love America. Yeah. USA. But um, I, I really want to do it again just in like whether it be in France or in, in Europe or also just in like another country like I I just it's such like a, an addictive feeling and it's a very um, like it's something that takes planning it takes money it takes a lot of things in order to do it so it's no like it's no easy feat so it's definitely something that like is a is a life goal of mine to be able to live in another country full-time so we're in the works, but you will, you will. We'll <laughs> make it happen. Works. We'll yeah. make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, thank Joe. Thank you for having me. Oh this is so gosh. nice. I had such a great time. <laughs> I could have gone on for two hours, but know. you know, whatever. We'll keep talking after this. Too. Yeah, that's that's a fun thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just a snippet, but yeah. we have the mo- the more fun. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And the name is Joe Vidic. And um, yeah, thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. So nice. <laughs> Bye.